0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you something a little different. Today, we're talking about cancelled games, not those storied classics. So stick around, take a load off, and join us as we take a cancel culture trip down memory card lane. Good afternoon and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello, and welcome to the forty sixth episode of our video game Nostalgia Podcast: A trip down Memory Card Lane. Each week, we take a look back at one release during the current week in gaming history, and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world and its inspiration, or what it gave back to it in its legacy. As always, I'm joined by my co-host who is about to be just as surprised as our listeners at what I'm going to say next. My brother, Rob Casson. Rob, a little curious?
1: Uh, I sure am, Dave.
0: Well, Rob, I, I'm going to tell you that for the first time in 46 episodes, I am going to deviate from the planned content.
1: What?
0: 46 weeks. We've spent 46 weeks doing this. I planned out every episode you know i planned out every episode and this week i just don't want to do it i don't want to do it not the planned content not the planned content we're still gonna have the podcast we're definitely still gonna have the podcast we're definitely still gonna have the podcast don't go anywhere but uh yeah we're gonna change it up a little bit so before i get to that though how are you doing today i am doing well how about yourself I'm I'm doing good actually. You'd think that something would be wrong, because I'm changing my mind and writing an Audible, but nothing's wrong. I just want to be different. That's all. So everything is good. Everything is great. What you playing this week? You were playing Rocket League when I dragged you away to record a podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Rocket League, a lot of Tarkov still, and
0: RuneScape awesome how about yourself honestly the only game that i've taken any time to play in the last week has been some ghost of tsushima i wrapped up the first act of the game which is like you know the it's it's an island separated into three separate parts so i pretty much cleared liberated the whole first island and i'm i'm about to start the second one so ghost of tsushima Right on. I, I've also taken some time to play the game that we were supposed to talk about today, which was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Now look, I, we've talked about KOTOR, in case you didn't know. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is also known as KOTOR. We've talked about KOTOR. KOTOR is a game on my list of games I wish I would have played, but haven't. It's on my list of games that everyone recommends to me, as in a David. You really should be playing this game. You love Star Wars. You love role-playing games. You love video game. What's there not to like? There, There's just any which way that KOTOR should have been on my list. And I started it this time. I started it. I played through three, four, I don't know, maybe five hours. About to wrap up the opening sequence. And... Frankly, it's just starting to get good and I actually want to play it and I don't want to talk about this game as like it's been hyped and recommended to me and so on and so forth for so long. I don't want to play this game before I've had an opportunity or talk about this game before I've had an opportunity to 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 play it like in its entirety. Does that does that make sense?
1: I think so, Dave. I I think that's fair, and, you know, it's uh, definitely something that I mean, obviously, it's your right to do so, but I think it's fitting that you truly want to pay homage to the game, because, you know, it's, from everything you've heard about, it's it's a great game. Have you played through it? I have started it, and then my game got into a literal, like, crash. So (laughs) I got frustrated with it and haven't gone back with, uh, but I will. I have plan on it.
0: So everything I understand about the game is that the the first part, the opening area, is slow. It's, it's kind of a, a doldrum, but once you get past it, the game really opens up and really gets good. And I'm right at that part where it's about the games getting open up, and I agree. Like, I can see the potential. It has the opportunity to get good. And I'm excited to see what's next. And like I said, frankly, I would just like to I would just like to have the opportunity to do that before we talk about it. And so it's going to have to go back into the vault and maybe we'll return again at a later time, a bonus episode or maybe this time again next year. I don't know. Uh, But frankly, right now, I haven't been able to give it the attention it deserves. And therefore, I think I'm going to exercise my veto powers and pass on it. Now, with that being said, I thought it was fitting that since I've canceled our scheduled content, that I would talk about something else canceled in its place. We've spent 46 weeks now, 46 straight weeks, talking about notable games in history and other topics associated with them, but I've always wanted to find the time to talk about other topics that necessarily don't fit the criteria. Like, for instance, canceled games, which we're gonna cover today, or topics not tied to one game. Like, for instance, you know, when you and I sat down and started talking about this, one of the things that I thought would be fun to do was to focus on the history of specific gaming mechanics. As we've changed and modified and kind of refined, how we write and approach our episodes, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about this, but frankly, in case our listeners don't know, we planned out our topics for the entire year and I wrote the web code for it and I wrote the, uh, or I did all the graphics for it and I I planned everything, you know, because we do this as a pastime and on top of our, our jobs and our hobbies and everything, it requires a little bit of planning, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so like, these are things that I was kind of hoping to add to the repertoire for, you know, 2022, because we planned through 2021 and I'm still holding out hope. Well, I'm not all not hope we're going to do it. There's things I want to do. Like, I think it'd be fun to talk about like the history of health bar mechanics, you know, or the, the history of jumping in games are just, just looking at how mechanics themselves have progressed and there's still going to be time for that. But like I said, I looked at some of the other games that came out uh, this week. Prey, the original Prey came out. Joust came out. In any case, there were some other opportunities, but still, I just kept going back that I want an opportunity to look at to look at something that we wouldn't normally touch on. So today, I thought it would be fitting because we talked about it recently to talk about Project Titan. Do you remember what Project Titan was, Rob?
1: Honestly, all I can think of is Titan Fall. so i I'm thinking that it's still something with like giant robots, But if not, then I have absolutely no idea.
0: Maybe robots? I don't know. Well, there were two Project Titans in existence, and we actually covered one. we covered one when we covered Overwatch because Overwatch's early prototyping was known as Project Titan but there was another project titan that we touched on really briefly that i thought was interesting that i really wanted to revisit and that was the fact and it was everybody's takeaway for that episode the fact that there was a project titan that was the code name for a canceled canceled massively multiplayer online role playing game set in the halo universe Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you listen but don't listen. Listen, that's okay. I forgive you. So. I just forgot,
1: man. It's, just... it's hard to retain all this information, <laughs> jeez. Tell I didn't me know about it. There'd be a it. test about it at the end of the semester,
0: Dave. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. first thing that listeners you need to know is that the Project Titan was developed by Ensemble Studios. And I'm going to save the, the history of Ensemble Studios for one of their, more, one of their actual games that wasn't canceled. Um, Ensemble Studios is the studio most notably known for making the Age of Empires series. They made all the Age of Empires 1, 2. They made Athe- Age of Mythology. They made Age of Empires 3. They developed Halo Wars, the first real-time strategy game in the Halo universe. And while they were working on that, they were also working here on Project Titan. Uh, Between Halo Wars and Titan, that was the end of Ensemble Studios because it was shuttered thereafter. So I don't know if you can look at this as Project Titan leading to their downfall or what. Ensemble closed. A lot of them went to a company called Robot Entertainment. First thing Robot Entertainment did was called Age of Empires Online. Ever since then, they've really only done the Orcs May Di- Must Die series. And that's, that's, that's pretty much it. So Ensemble Studios, right? Ensemble Studios started working on Titan. Really, I don't know, let's not say working. But the idea for it went all the way back to 1998. And what happened in 1998 was the release of Ultima Online. Ultima Online was the... For me, it was the first massively multiplayer online roleplay game. Like, that was the definitive MMORPG. You know, I I know nowadays everyone is used to... Wow, I think now if you were to ask the later generations what you know, what the definitive one is. Wow. Well, even me, I would say, wow. But before there was a wow, there was Ultima Online. Wow. (laughs) I was just watching Loki and Owen Wilson is in Loki. And the moment I saw him, I could think of was wow. So Ultima Online comes out and Ian Fisher, a game designer in Ensemble Studios, began pitching a sci-fi MMO to Ensemble Studios because he was basically, he was a fan of the genre. Honestly, a lot of us were. You know, MMO... I'll put it this way. Online gaming back in 1998 was a novelty. And an MMORPG upped that to the nth degree. Because, like, 1998 we had... what? What did we have games-wise? We had Age of Empires. And, you know, I played Age of Empires. I played Age of Empires online. And you played on dial-up. And it was painful i mean it was like you make a move and then you wait 30 seconds for the, the server to catch up and recognize your move and you just move on it was it was something else you know and I'm, and ultima online was pretty good it was it was an online you know mmorpg with a bunch of people and, and like i said it was a it was a step up so you had wow that had come out originally in 2004 so some years later, um, which is about when development on Titan began. Basically, what had, happens, what had happened was, that's my, my favorite way story starts. So basically, they wanted to compete with WoW. WoW came out. WoW was an instant success. And suddenly, like every new game in a genre, let's be honest, every time there's a breakout game in any genre, there are any number of companies that are trying to capitalize on it, Right. What's the last genre you can think of that was invented that everyone jumped on the bandwagon? Battle Royale. Thank you. That was my thought, too. Yeah, exactly. So PUBG came out, right? PUBG came out, and that was the game that, like, that cemented that genre, and suddenly everyone needed to do a Battle Royale. And now it's included in, like, every darn game. But when WoW came out, basically everyone wanted to jump on the MMO bandwagon because WoW was, in like, it, it was insane. It was It was just... Absolutely crazy. So about this time, you know, Ensemble Studios started development on Project Titan, and they had a budget of around ninety million dollars. To support this project, there was a sixty thousand square foot campus commissions. There was forty staff hired in three teams. Some of them were working on Halo War. Some of them were uh, so working here in titan. and And basically, what they did is they made a game that was wow, but that looked like Halo. In terms of, like, the world that it was on, and the interface that it was on, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, And so, yeah, so they made Titan, and they, they literally made a Halo game that looked like it. So, Titan was titan was basically and this is the other tie-in today titan was basically said to be set in an era before the whole halo series like thousands of years before the halo series and what we call the era of the forerunners in halo lore and why that's important is because they took inspiration for that from kotor because kotor is the same concept where the old republic is literally like 4000 years before any of the modern Star Wars movies which is what we're used to. So this was a game that was set in the same universe but was set to, de- to but was set to develop the early lore, you know, thousands of years prior in the same way like I said the KOTOR was going to do so for the Star Wars setting. But even still a lot of the same stuff, if you know Halo, a lot of the same stuff was in it. You know, they had um Elites, grunts, jackals, brutes, all the stuff, uh, all the stuff that we're used to, with the exception that by the time we meet the Covenant later on in the later Halo games, they're kind of broken up into different tribes, per se. You know, there there are rivaling factions in the modern Halo storyline, and that was not really the case here in the early Forerunner saga. They weren't really at that point. They were, they were one, you know, one unified, which call it, so... And so, yeah, I mean, basically, basically they developed a game uh, that, you know, you were on a Halo ring. For those of you that don't know, Halo is a, a ring, almost like its own self-contained planet that's circular and a ring and and not a globe or a sphere. And you were on a, a self-contained ring and you were going to... Um, going to exist in this early, early Forerunner saga, you know? Um, There isn't a lot known about Titan. I still wanted to touch on it because, you know, we we talked about it. There's more art than words. So I'm going to post this on our website, you know, at www.memorycardlane.com. The link to some of the the research that you can do on it, you know, the Halopedia and the Wikipedia's of the world, where you can see, cause it's literally really interesting. It's a it's a Halo, um, it, it's Halo with literally the uh, the Wow interface, you know, at the bottom of the screen, how you have all your abilities lined up across there. That's literally what it looks like, and uh, it's just really incredibly fascinating that they had kind of worked this out. So. Um, yeah, really kind of interesting that they worked this out. Also kind of nuts to think that it had a budget of $90 million, which was thrown away. Did you know that, Rob? They just threw away $90 million? I wish I could do that. I know. So in 2004, they started development on this. And then what they had to do uh, in 2007 is essentially Titan was canceled. Uh, they, they they never really announced that it was being developed. The world didn't really know about it until it was a thing after the fact. Really, most of what we know about it is interviews here and there, and concept art that was leaked are used in the portfolios of a lot of different artists that worked on it. Um, but realistically... Um, realistically at this time you know they 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 had a server in, in, in server infrastructure they had you know a little a, a gameplay zone they they're said that their vehicle and gunplay mechanics are playable um but realistically you know it was about this time that microsoft was undergoing some leadership changes and this game just kind of fell, fell to the wayside um you know y- the the It said that the Wii had a lot to do with this. You know, the Nintendo Wii changed the outlook of the gaming industry. People realized at that point that there was a lot bigger of a casual gaming market. And so Microsoft kind of started to shift their focus towards that casual market. That's probably where we got like the Connect and Xbox Live Arcade and all that from. And in all the shifting, titan just kind of fell to the wayside um admittedly not all of it is dead some of the concept art and models were used in halo wars which of course was released in 2009 by ensemble studios which is a a really popular real-time strategy but uh but yeah there was briefly the ability you know possibility of uh of a halo mmorpg which I kind of hope is what infinite will end up kind of being. I don't really know, honestly. Um, you know the the concept of MMORPGs is different nowadays is yeah I don't know if it is or if it isn't, to be honest with you. let's how about how about this as a statement? I don't think that the concept of MMORPGs has changed. But the concept of MMOs has definitely changed because a majority of games, I think a lot of games operate as MMOs, even if they aren't really made that way. Does that make sense? So do you get what I'm trying to get at here? Yes, not really. Well, I mean, like we just even 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 games like look, let's be honest, the network network interconnectivity is a real thing in the gaming industry, you know? Uh, Everything's got a massively multiplayer uh, element to it. Grand Theft Auto ended up having Grand Theft Auto Online. Red Dead Redemption ended up having Red Dead Online, you know? We buy simple games like Need for Speed or Burnout, and you have leader tables and ghosts and and everything. So, like I said, I, I think for me... I, I, everything that we play is so interconnected that I think that the concept of a, a, a MMO has definitely changed. Does that clarify it a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I don't know. I just, even we're playing non MMO games, you know, we play it on networks where our friends can see us and can talk to us. And, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just the way it is. But Titan was Titan was a thing. Titan was a, you know, massively multiplayer game, you know, that was thought of way back in 1998, and they started development in 2004, and three years later they cancelled it without anyone knowing about it after having dropped about $90 million into it. Um, Officially, Titan is the most expensive cancelled game that we know of. So, uh... Do you want to know some other canceled games that were never released? Let's hear them. There was a Hobbit game planned a while ago uh, that during, you know, the movies when that was coming out, that they dropped about a million dollars in before they canceled. Basically, they got as far as making gameplay demos that were based on Lord of the Rings movie scenes to demonstrate their commitment to making a Hobbit movie tie-in vision and it just it wasn't it it wasn't anything. So uh the the Hobbit, you know, Peter Jackson and the team liked the game, but it was owned by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers didn't want to drop any more money on it. So there was a well, gran- Warner
1: Brothers can suck it.
0: Yeah I know. There was a Warner Brothers, or I'm sorry there was a Grand Theft Auto competitor that was canceled called This Is Vegas. Doesn't that sound interesting? Uh, no, no, not not particularly. So Midway, uh, Midway, they don't really do anything, uh, spent about five years and a buttload of money on this, on, on what they thought was going to be a rival to Grand Theft Auto. Uh, they knew they wanted to be in Vegas. They panned that they they they, uh, they decided it was going to be a satirical black comedy that was penned by a, a cracked writer, you know, because cracked is the epitome of good, good writing here on the Internet. Um, and yeah. Warner Brothers screwed that one up, too. Uh, It was developed by Midway and then Warner Brothers bought Midway. They bought the development studio, at least for it. And they they nixed it. You know, Uh, we talked about in the past how that happens sometimes because we got lucky because Red Dead Revolver, you know, got wrapped up in an acquisition like that. But they liked it. Rockstar liked it. And so they made it. And of course, the rest is history. But here's an example where a studio was bought, Warner Brothers bought it, and fifty million dollars was spent on this game, and then you know they they determined that what they had at the time was nothing, and they and they just said uh, uh, nope. And then of course there's Fable Legends. Fable Legends they dropped about seventy five million dollars. It was supposed to be the next uh, you know the next series in the the Fable um, in the Fable series supposed to be a free to play fable and um yeah that that one just didn't that one just didn't uh didn't take the gameplay wasn't supposed wasn't good. You know they supposedly brought in a multiplayer uh multiplayer expert at some point to try to polish it up, you know, the the fix the mechanics, the free to play mechanics, but it just didn't take. So 75 million dollars and then, you know, Microsoft just dropped that down.
1: You ever played a Fable game? I played Fable Three for a bit. Yes.
0: Ooh, mm. that's the worst one out of three of them. Oh. I mean, I, look, I played all of them. I had the collector's edition of Fable Three. That's how dorky I was about Fable. Um, so I'm not, uh, not complaining. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm telling you, just from experience, that the third one is easily the worst out of the three like by far the worst out of the three if you kind of liked Maple three i would highly suggest going back to the first two because they were infinitely better so and i think we're getting a four now aren't we i believe we are yes so yeah, yeah 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 And then, of course, there were games that really like since we're on the topic of canceled games, we're kind of talking about it. Uh, Can you think of any other games that were canceled like that you were looking forward to anything like do you pay? you, You don't pay attention to gaming news a whole lot, do you? Not at all. No. So you there's nothing that was canceled that was on your radar.
1: I cannot think of anything because I don't really know of games that didn't come out.
0: I can think of a recent one, which was Scalebound, which I was looking forward to. It looked cool. You know, Platinum Games has a, has, a, uh, has a record of doing really good games. And here, you know, Microsoft had it, and then they canceled it. And really cool four-player co-op action RPG with dinosaur, or dinosaurs, dragons, <laughs> dragons, dragons. It was dragons. Four-player co-op game with dinosaurs would be called Ark. There have been countless Star Wars games that have been canceled. There was uh, Star Wars 1313, which, God, what was that? 2010, 2012, somewhere in there. That one got lost in the Disney when Disney bought Lucas Arts. That one kind of got mixed into there. What about PT? Do you remember PT?
1: Mm, what was it about?
0: The, the Silent Hills demo.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I didn't really play it. So I didn't really get to see if I, a game was something I wanted to play.
0: PT stands for Playable Teaser. And it was really freaking cool. And, you know, that was going to be a Silent Hills that, you know, Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima uh, collaborated on. And then Konami canceled it. And so they went on um to make... Death Stranding, because in fact, you know, that's how they all came together. Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, and Hideo Kojima. Uh, originally, you know, that Norman Reedus was going to be the protagonist in Silent Hills, which was the movie they, you know, the reboot they were working on for that series, and when, uh, when Konami canceled it and Kojima's when Kojima's relationship with, with Konami deteriorated and they decided to part ways, Kojima, Del Toro, and Norman Reedus went on to go make Death Stranding, which is a really frickin' weird game, in case you've never played it. I don't think you've played it, so. You know, there was another uh, competitive Tom Clancy game called Rainbow Six Patriots. Uh that uh, basically they scrapped and turned into a new game that was Siege, <laughs> basically. Oh? Uh, yeah. Oh, and you know what else while I'm thinking of it? So I talked about a game that came out this week, Prey, the original Prey. Of course, we have a, a reboot of Prey that was made in 2017, but the original Prey in 2006, for a while they were working on a cancellation, or a, a cancellation, they were working on a sequel for it, uh, and then it got a You know, it got um, passed off in like development hell. Uh, Human Head Studios, who was working on it, was bought out by Bethesda, and then Bethesda canceled it in like I don't know, 2014. Finally, so what's that like? Eight years? It sat in development hell and it was canceled. And then you know they tapped another studio to completely reboot the series. Which the 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 series is good. Uh, there was going to be a Doom Four at one time too. Basically, that was nixed, and that became Doom Eternal. Um, well, Doom, the Doom reboot, and then Doom Eternal. So there's a bunch of games, honestly, in the canceled video game list. Um, but back to wrapping it back around, since I've just been gabbing for thirty minutes about nothing. Uh, it's really crazy to think that you know they tr- you know Microsoft dropped ninety million dollars into a halo MMO and then it became nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is pretty pretty wild.
0: Yeah? <laughs> yes it is. What? <laughs> nothing. Um nothing at all. So um you looking forward to Halo Infinite? Um I
1: not as much as I thought I would be, but I definitely do want to play it and see what it's like but I didn't honestly play a whole ton of Halo 5, so I I don't know. I don't know. Just never got into Halo 5, I guess. You know,
0: this is the 16th Halo game overall.
1: That's insane.
0: 16 of them, absolutely. And, and we get Halo Infinite as uh, Game Pass fans, which is so cool.
1: I forgot about that, and that makes me excited again.
0: <laughs> free game, free game. Well, not free. No. We pay for game pass, yeah. but we don't have to buy it over again. So, what's the next game you're, you you pre ordered? Battlefield twenty forty two, right? Uh, I sure did. So that's your next, the next game you're excited for.
1: I also pre ordered Farming Simulator twenty
0: two. <laughs> wow. Um. Honestly, most of the games I want to play are. Are going to be released on Game Pass. So I really don't. Because uh, I'm excited for Forza. I'm excited for Halo. Um, I'm excited for Age of Empires 4. And. Um, I- I'm, I- I'm excited for Battlefield. I just. I can't get behind pre-ordering anymore. I don't know why. We just get burned so often. That it's really hard for me to support. That concept. It just is, you know, we don't even get perks for pre-ordering. Do you get anything special for pre-ordering these days?
1: At the moment, I can't recall, but I do know that it was like nothing special, just like. Um, hold on a sec. Um, so let's see, what is the Battlefield Ultimate Edition? Because I didn't go for the big buy purchase on Farming Sim. I just bought the game. Gotcha. But huh. on Battlefield, I bought the Ultimate Edition, which gives early access to open beta, which, eh, whatever. I mean, it's cool, but I probably won't even do that. But it uh, gives you a melee knife, a weapon charm, and a tag. And then gives you Year One Pass, which is uh, four new specialists. Four battle passes and three epic skin bundles. Uh looks like outfit pack and skin pack. A digital art book and an exclusive soundtrack. So nothing like I mean it's cool. Like actually the year one pass is a nice addition, but you can get that for paying for the gold edition.
0: Yeah, true enough. True enough. Well the digital
1: know. soundtrack could be very cool.
0: Well, Battlefield soundtracks tip of the art cool.
1: So. And that's why I was willing to dish out the extra because the soundtrack alone, even if you could find it online, like just to own it.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: All right. Well, you know, I think I went a little bit off basis today and I just spent, you know, a little bit of time talking about cancelled games and Project Titan and uh and and I don't really want to beat a dead horse. You know, I'm I'm planning on getting back on track for next week, which we'll cover in just a second, but before I do, is there anything that you want to add to today's episode of Halo Infinite, not Halo Infinite, Titan, canceled video games, or just something that you want to talk about in general because you have the time and the platform? Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. At the moment, I mean, other. Than, I mean, like, is this the last thing I'm going to get to say this episode, or like...
0: Why you want to do your usual call out?
1: Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is there something you're going to send me out for something else?
0: No, I mean, I still know, no, I mean, I was just curious if there's something that you want to talk about since I, I basically just blabbed on forever. Well, I game. mean,
1: you know a lot more about the canceled games and things. I just, I haven't done a whole lot of research into canceled games. I don't really watch a lot of live television, so I don't see commercials. So when things aren't like a sure thing, I kind of just ignore them.
0: Yeah, well, so, you know.
1: Well, honestly, like, there's a, a new Dark Souls game coming out, and I had no idea until, like, months after the announcement. Well, you I don't mean, know if months you, after, but...
0: You mean the Elden Ring game? Well, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, but I had no idea it was a thing.
0: Yeah, true enough. Well, I think, you know, I think that's a good place for it, then, if you don't really have anything you want to add to the conversation. That's okay. Um... I think that what I'm going to do for those of you that are curious, because like I said, this game exists mostly in uh, concept art and portfolios of people that worked on the project and things like that are kind of hard to convey in in a podcast type of environment uh, that I'm going to post links to some of them uh, on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Also at MemoryCardLane.com, you can view past episodes and show notes for other episodes. You can find biographies about us. You can find a calendar of upcoming events that I need to update because now it isn't a calendar of past events. So sorry. Um, you can also find links to our Discord where you can join us and play video games or add to the conversation. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. For only $2 a month, you can support our Fledgling podcast. I just had to renew our domain name, which means, Rob, that it's been about a year since I conceived the idea of this podcast. As we know, it's episode 46. So we are, what, six weeks away from hitting one year, which is kind of exciting. One year of straight podcast episodes. I almost made it the entire year without deviating from the plan. I was six weeks short. I'm not even a little upset myself. I think 46 weeks is pretty awesome. Go online to uh memorycardlane.com. You can also find links to our social media. I am on Twitter at David Is Wrong. That's David underscore is underscore wrong. Rob, tell them people's what you're doing on social media these days. I can be found on twitch.tv forward slash
1: F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z.
0: That is right. And I would like to take one moment before we take it out of here. So this is my last bit for today. Oh, you know what, Rob? I think before we do that, I'm not going to deviate that much. Uh, one thing we learned today, I never heard about This Is Vegas before in my life. So everything that I pulled in research about This Is Vegas, a GTA clone set in Vegas, that Warner Brothers dropped $50 million on and then canceled was brand new to me. What is your takeaway for today?
1: Honestly, that's the same thing. That kind of might have been cool, but I guess we'll never know.
0: We're definitely never going to know. Never going to know. Never going to know. So, uh, okay. so my last thing for today's episode. uh, Hello. I got an email today from someone I went to high school with who stumbled on this podcast and uh, listens to video game podcasts. Pretty cool to have someone stumble across it like that. Plays Rocket League with his son. So I'm not going to name names because, you know, I don't like to do on the podcast, but you know who you are. It was very nice hearing from you. Uh, Don't be a stranger. So that's my takeaway for today. Rob, what do you got?
1: Uh. Awesome meetup. That's freaking awesome to hear. It's uh definitely video games are a great way to reconnect and to meet new people. It's just amazing what they can do. Very true. But uh, Very true. also as always, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. Uh, we obviously enjoy it. And it sounds like other people are too. We're finally hearing from people and it's wonderful to hear that. So we hope we continue to be something that brings you a little bit of joy
0: throughout your day. Very, very true. Very true. Well, with that being said, we're going to take it out of here for a week, a little bit shorter of an episode, but that's okay. Running an audible on an audible. Uh, Next week, we're definitely going to have stuff to talk about. I have extensively played the games. This is a trilogy of games. And so whether or not I have a chance to play them this week is irrelevant because I know these games like the back of my hand. They have also spawned a major motion pitchers. Uh, next week, we're going to go back to... God, this is like the king of bullet time. Like, I'm trying to think about what makes it special. And it was literally like one of the first games I could ever remember that had a bullet time effect. And that time-slowing bullet time effect, like, blew my mind. The same way it did in movies with the, with The Matrix. But way back when the first game in the Max Payne series did the same thing. And I remember needing a computer that would actually run this and then finally getting it to work and then just being absolutely blown away by this game. And I may have been a little bit too young because these are very mature games and I don't... uh, When was the first Max Payne? When do you think was the first Max Payne, Rob? 99. Was it 9 You're looking at it? Nope, sure ain't. Max Payne, uh, nah, two thousand one. So. Dang. Um. So you know, I wasn't too young for this. I was the perfect age for this. Yeah. Okay. So the Max, the Max Payne series was a, a, a really great game series. Really dark, mature topics that we're gonna dive into. Uh, really great gameplay mechanics. Really set the bar for some really good cinematic narrative games at the time. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. So we're going to go to a dark place, uh, visit our nightmares and take a, uh, probably not drug induced, but, you know, drug induced anyways, uh, trip down memory card lane.
1: Do ba da ba ya ba.